Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, it's time for lulls. You know, last week we were trying to get Empire Maker on the show. We were on Twitter saying, hey, come on, you you have all this info about collusion going on mm. on DraftKings. And lo and behold, Empire Maker has now vanished. Why is that? We will discuss. Also, the BBM4 playoff structure has dropped. Excited to get Brian's thoughts on that all today on lulls. I, does he think... I think he thinks this. He thinks this is a go. Vegas Dave thinks this is a go. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no. And let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. All right, Brian, Lulz is back on the case, the number one DFS investigative program. Where in the world is Empire Maker? He's still playing DFS. Okay. Still, still on the DFS streets. I've uh, Someone sent me a screenshot that he's still playing, so he's alive. Yeah, and to, to further set the table for people who, who missed it, I mean, he had probably, what, like 15 to 20 tweets kind of going off in succession about collusion on DraftKings, specifically referencing Mach Love and some of those other guys. I mean, was this was this Saturday night? When, when did this go down? It was fairly recently. It was, it was over multiple days, I believe. So, yeah, probably Saturday, Friday, Saturday. And I would say what he was saying wasn't anything like new to DFS players. We've been talking about it on the show for a while, bring it up with guests, but – for whatever reason, it had really started to upset Empire Maker to the point where he was threatening lawsuits. He said that he had reached out to, I think he said 10 plus DraftKings employees and that basically all of his claims were met with deaf ears, no one willing to engage him. And then he was threatening uh, lawsuits with it. Um, does that about cover the gist of kind of what the tweets were doing? Pretty much. Yeah, it's he's not the only one. He And he accused like five guys. Um, Maclove and SNR, Aaron from State Farm or whatever that account is. Yeah. Sarah Mac and who's the other soccer dude? I can't remember his name. Red Coats, probably. Okay. And where, like, when you see the what he was saying, what was your uh, initial reaction to that? Uh, duh. <laughs> I, don't, I, th- I think I'm, I'm assuming there's cheating. There's there's soft cheating going on since I started playing with people. I mean, I think what happened, I think the evolution was it matters a lot more in the smaller fields, but I, I imagine there's, I mean, we know people have been busted for colluding in one fifties too, right? Making sure they don't dupe. Some some uh, high profile uh, busts in the one fifties, even some reality television stars. Exactly, and and I think what happened in the like five five man high stakes, three man high stakes, ten man high stakes, they probably were like, "Why are we duping each other?" Eventually, they figured it out. 
mm-hmm. something with the guys and they maybe contacted each other and like, okay, let's just not make sure we don't play the same lineup. Like just even that is very helpful when there's like, like, let's just say there's like a 50% chance you're going to play the same optimal as this other guy who's, you know, and you guys are 20% of the entries or 40% of the entries that, that kind of fucks you. So I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm totally guessing. I have no idea, but I know I, I like, I don't know for sure. I never know any of this stuff for sure, but like I've been cheated in every single gambling venture since I started playing when I was 14 for money, you know, and I've never um, cheated you, Brian. I would never cheat you. Thanks buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, like in poker, the uh, like, like the five ten cash games back in the day, I know guys were soft playing each other and hard playing me. Like it happened all the yeah. time. So I imagine they were, even if they weren't on aim, telling each other their whole cards and giving them, you know, that information, they were, they were just like had an agreement. Like, all right, if it's just down to us two, you fold. Make sure you raise right. your ages and kings or whatever. We have to stack off so we don't get caught. So, you know, just some simple rules. I, I mean, it just became so apparent to me that the six max games were like, and the games were getting harder, obviously, but like, I don't know. I thought that was happening then. And so like, why wouldn't that happen in DFS where they they eventually just talk to each other somehow on Twitter, you know, like, you're like, Hey, that's weird. We kind of dupe each other a lot. Like, yeah. Right. It'd be nice if we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. And organically or whatever, maybe it goes from there. I, I, I don't know, but, these are, I, I kind of, I was hoping that he would uh, pull the trigger and, and sue or make a big deal out of it or provide the receipts. Yeah, I think that's, that's what was going to be my next question because we've talked a lot about this show on how hard it is to get shit done, specifically when you are having to deal with the government or the legal system. But in this case, we're talking about a big, you know, private company that theoretically things could get done. Like, is this a lost cause? Do you think that someone could pick up the baton that Empire Maker has started here. Um, other big DFS players, notable voices, like could anything actually ever get done here or is this just ultimately a lost cause? Uh, who knows? Uh, I, I I mean, remember the like ultimate bet deal? Like it took the players to dig through, to bitch enough where the site gave them the data and said, look, there's no cheating. Look. And then of course the players are better at it than the site and they found, they eventually found the cheater. Um, so it's possible that enough bitching could and enough proof can happen. And, and, and like, who knows what those ultimate bet guys were who gave them the information, but it seemed like they were earnest. They didn't think there was cheating around those guys specifically because it happened before that regime. I, that was so long ago. I can't remember the whole story. So I'm, I'm guessing or paraphrasing, so, like, maybe DK doesn't think there's any cheating. How can you prove it? Especially right. if you don't care that much, you know? So, like, that doesn't mean someone can't prove it. with the Because we, it, unlike poker, you have the hand history. You don't need to request it from poker stars. So somebody theoretically could prove it, could sue them. Or maybe it's not true. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I haven't played three mans in years. And yeah. I don't know why anyone would. We've said on this show for a long time, just don't play three minutes, don't play five minutes. And they should have the random entries, you know, the just like the uh 
the the uh the, the the what was the what was the poker i always forget where you randomly get entered into a table and then you switch after each hand oh uh, yeah yeah whatever that's called whatever that's called they should do that with dfs just everyone goes into right. a pool and then that wouldn't help so like when they're trying to you know to collude in a three man well they might not they, they there's a good chance they won't even be together because it'll all be in one pool zoom poker zoom poker thanks yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, that the, the real quick, not to get too sidetracked, but that was another thing that was a little confusing to me about our interview with Ryan last week, by the way, if you guys missed that one, highly recommend checking out uh, another kind of classic Lowell's polarizing episode where, uh, someone new on the scene, uh, comes on the show and everyone has all these different reactions. But he mentioned that like the three mans in some of these head to heads were like, his sweet spot in his cash cow, but then also admitted at the top of the show that he had been cheated by those guys early on. And I was like trying to untangle what had changed to where he now feels comfortable playing those. I don't know if I fully got an answer there that satisfied me. Do you think he watched EM2 watched that show and then uh, maybe lost a bunch of money to those guys in three mans and then just, you know, maybe took some foreign substances into his body and, well, that, that didn't Empire claim when we were doing the toasty stuff that he had never heard of you in his entire life? So that seems that seems pretty far fetched, right? <laughs> <laughs> that might that might have been what set him over the edge. My toasted with him at number one, just he couldn't handle yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, someone in the chat said, "What do we have to do to get Empire Maker on the show?" I mean, we tried. So he was going off on Twitter, and you guys did a great job of tagging him. Go on Lulz. I love that Lulz is the place you guys all thought to be the clearinghouse for this. I finally chimed in there, said, Empire Maker, let's do this. The people have spoken. Um, and I was even going to send him a private DM. But by the time I even got to that, his account was deleted. Yeah, that's I found out his was deleted because I was going to do a follow-up to your request. I was going to call him a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, come on, Lulz, you fucking coward. I was going to go. I was going to play that angle, see how it worked. Yeah. I, I feel like that might work with the M2. Because he wasn't responding to you. And yeah. I sent him a DM to come on the show before this stuff. Yeah. Like four or five months ago. And he did. When you were on your big marketing blitz there, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He, he, he'll DM me back when he needs me to pay somebody or something, but he won't DM me when I want him on the fucking show. Uh, I, I didn't realize. I've been picking up on this. You got a little more latent beef with Empire Maker than I think I realized. It, it's it's coming out. It's bubbling to the surface. I mean, what do you mean latent? Like he got. <laughs> He like called us both like horrible things publicly on podcast. <laughs> and the thing that the latent is probably some jealousy because he's had more success definitely in poker. And, uh, but, but also like the way everyone, uh, I got, I got no problem with it. Honestly, I don't care. I, I, I no, go off King, go off. Well, no, this wasn't really, it really at him, but it's like, um, everyone else in, DFS like sucks his fucking cock. <laughs> like, mm. like, like he could do do no wrong. And they just like uh they they blow him. It's a little, I don't know, a little annoying. Like, but but by the way, I don't care what he says. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit. But a lot of people do. And like when somebody else says the same thing he does, they'll they'll like disown them. But when EM2 does it, they're like, oh, that little rapscallion, you know, let's go play golf. Forget about it. That that's fair, but I also feel like we can't be hypocritical and on this show sit here and say we need more characters in DFS, we need more beefs, we need more drama, 
and then you know ridicule Empire Maker for for doing the exact thing that we're asking for, right? No, and uh, by the way, I agree with a lot of his things too. So, <laughs> so uh, no, I'm I'm just the hypocrisy of however the other people deal with 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 him is yeah. not him him spe- specifically. I don't really give a shit what he said, what he says, and a lot of stuff I actually agree with, including this three man stuff should be or or five man or ten man stuff should be looked into. Um. I mean, Daniel said in chat here that he'd be willing to take a uh, crack at figuring it out. I'm sure we can get the contest to you. I'm sure. All right. We need Ryan this. Has them saved or Travis. Yeah, Ryan, who, whoever's sitting in these three-man games or has these, let's – I mean, we got Daniel volunteering here to do some some data forensic analysis on this, and then uh, and then Dan can come on and uh, reveal his findings here. But back to the the Twitter account thing, right? Because there's a bunch of different ways that this could have gone, right? It could have been Empire Maker deleted his own account and just said, hey, I'm unplugging, getting out of here. You could have had him violating some new nebulous Twitter terms of service thing, sure. and they pulled the plug. You could have had one of my theories, if we were to really try to get the Galaxy braid, was DraftKings has some good connections at Twitter and said, this guy is saying, I don't know, libelous or slanderous information about our company. This is untrue, and somehow we're able to get his account flagged. Where where on these theories did you, you fall uh, with what happened? There's also, uh, what's the self? Self-exclusion, yeah. Yeah. That he could just been on a bender, and then he's just like, I, I, I am on this app way too much. It's yeah. definitely a solid yeah. possibility. I, I, I have, no, I have no clue. And I, I joked, semi-joked on he could be in rehab. You know, <laughs> like no, no more Twitter, dude. But well, uh, he, he has had a few of these. I, I, I mean, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but I think you could define them as manic episodes um, where he. He feels particularly unhinged on Twitter, I think, is a fair assessment. Sure. And I have I'm completely joking. I have no idea what he does in his personal life. So I I think it's it's tough to call something unhinged a lot of times when it's written down. It's just tough to tell someone's. Yeah. State of mind. You know, you could really get in um, confusing situations through text i'm sure you guys done it with your yeah. wives and girlfriends you know like that's not what i meant at all <laughs> you know that one of those things here's the thing i would say to a few people in the chat there is a bit of performance art to basically anything you see on twitter um i think there's an element of him playing a character and playing into this persona that a lot of people like to deify him for right like he is that old school like this guy crushed has all this money, fast cars, women, million dollar bets. Like that's, that's a persona you can sell, but I'm saying there are versions of that character where it kind of like swerves off the road into, or jumps the shark, so to speak. But I think at its core, I think he's playing up to an online persona. He's gotten a lot of good feedback with. Yeah, I, I agree with that. When he went on Brandon Adams podcast, he did not seem that like an unhinged Andrew Tate character as Matt's saying here, like, uh, he just had like pedestrian takes on most, most things. Didn't say anything political, whatever. Uh, well, I, and that's why it's, it's so funny too, because a lot of people who do have those personas, really strong written personas, why they often don't like to do podcasts, right? Because it kind of like rips down the veneer. If you can't carry that, you know, bravado 
over to audio form. Like, so that's, that's probably another reason why he feels much more comfortable with that persona behind the keyboard, I think, than probably on camera. Well, on run pure, now I kind of take it back on run pure. He was, he was full of spunk and talking shit about us. He had, uh, he, wasn't holding, <laughs> he wasn't holding back at all. Now think about that podcast for a second. EM2 yeah. hoop and big T. Wow. The three of them no longer together at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Um, all right, circling back here, Hunk said, if cheating were occurring in three and five mans, et cetera, how would this look different from the game simply becoming more efficient and one or two players taking contrarian angles in high stakes? I mean, it's the dupe element, right? That's just, there's too much randomness for that to happen on accident. Oh, I'm trying to understand his question. How would this look different from the games? We'd be killing Oh, okay. Yeah, so like, okay, it, it would be natural um because people would naturally uh observe this and then prepare for it and then have lineups that that wouldn't dupe i think mm. that's i think that's a fair statement honestly i think it that is possible there's probably if you looked at the data though there's probably some like like what travis said earlier was it happened kind of suddenly so I think that could be a tell. I don't know how you prove it. Um, but I think some happening quickly would definitely be a tell. And then we'd, we'd expect like a certain percentage probably mm -hmm. to be duped. And if it never happens with two players, then that could be a flag. You know, like you could look at the history and like say like, you know, players dupe each other X amount of times, like 5% of the time or something even yeah. low like that. And they've never once done it, but then you could throw them off. You could dupe every now and again. Right. Well, and it's, it's like the, the bachelor one we were talking about, right. Where the two 150 sets had perfectly balanced different sets of yeah. like quarterback stats where it's just like, yeah. there's no way to randomize it, 150 sets wouldn't have any overlap in, in team stacks or whatever. That's, that's the meathead way to cheat. <laughs> Meathead is almost even being generous. You know, they're just so yeah. do you, you ever see a lot of times people cheat, it's meathead way because they're dumb because they have to cheat to win. You know, they're yeah. like, so that's just the meat meathead way. These guys, I, I would imagine they're plenty smart enough to hide disguise their cheating. Mm -hmm. Why do you think? From Empire Maker's standpoint, like he clearly knows there's cheating occurring. These are, you know, historically, I think, I mean, he likes to sit in basically every game in the nosebleeds across a bunch of a sport. So I, I assume that's why this is particularly frustrating to him because he wants to get as much action down as possible and doesn't feel like he can get it in good in that arena. Is there any other reason why you think this is such a, a hot topic for him? In my head, it was like it played out like a story. Like he saw our podcast, then he got beat. It was the weekend. He was partying hard, got beat again, and fucking let loose. And then and then every email response from DK didn't help him at all. So he just kept tweeting even more, you know? So yeah. Just, just compounding frustrations and then goes off on a tweet. He goes off on tweet storms too. Like that's his thing. So not his thing, but just something he does. A lot of people do. Do you think I, I would be interested in a poll if you could put up a poll? Or we yeah, let me do a poll. Him, what do you guys think? Where is he? Is he in rehab? Is he self-exclusion? Is he banned? What would be the, uh, anymore? 
uh, uh, in Macau with with Tom Dwan. Oh with the tri- shit! Tri- triads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think? Like, saw a PR person from DraftKings, or say this comes across Kalish or Jason Robbins. Do you do you think they care about this in the least bit? Is this just like a fly buzzing around their business? Do you think they? feel like this is something that needs to be addressed or is empire maker such an unreliable narrator that they're like, we'll just let this guy spout off and it doesn't matter. I would love to be a fly in the wall on just in general, how much uh, they pay attention to someone like EM too. Like, or me. Do yeah. they, I mean, I've, I put a lot of money into their site and, but I have a smaller following than he does. So but you imagine they, I, I mean, I would, I would pay attention, but I mean, like, it's probably just like any big corporation. They're like, Bob, take a look into this. And he's, you know, I don't know. Uh, looks fine to me. <laughs> like, okay, we cleared it, you know? And the, 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 just like the, uh, the bachelor one is like, they, right. they had to have a lot of pressure and then look into it and it was a big story and stuff and then eventually they're like okay we got to do something about this let's low key pay them off right and by do something about it it was make an individual story go away not make any structural changes to the terms and service of the site or how those were enforced right like they threw money at that individual problem they didn't say hey we are going to use this as a reason to overhaul our terms and conditions i mean <sighs> I, I would make uh, if I was them. I would make like a, a nebulous terms and conditions that I could apply. You know, when I'm like, okay, this is this just needs to happen. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like it's because it's it's going to be hard to prove. Like I said, they could disguise their play. It's going to be hard. They're cheating. So hard to prove they're cheating. So like yeah, the, I mean- the less descriptive the rules would be the, i figure the more they could be you know lo- liberal with their enforcement policy I, yeah I but even if if they cared enough they could do something right like they they have to have someone on the payroll who could do something at least along the lines of what nerdy tenor is offering to do right do some data analysis on these csvs they have literally all the information and data at their fingertips that you don't think they have someone capable of actually figuring out if something was suspicious. I bet they do. I just don't think they care. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not big enough story. If enough people bitch about it, you know why? Who's going to bitch about it? There's like eight people who play those games. Who play the three mans. Yeah. But even even my, my zoom poker idea wouldn't work for those games because there's only eight people who play those games. It would work for the three mans though. And I think more people would play it if you did the zoom poker because they wouldn't feel like they were, Definitely going to get matched with Travis and Mach Lovin and SRN every time they entered. You know what I mean? Yeah. They at least have a shot of getting randomly matched with other noobs. Yeah. And I, I think this is a good uh, tag on the point I was making. Overhaul, overhauling T's and C's from a specific claim likely opens them up to scrutiny that others have been a victim in the past. Go away as best resolution. Because if you if you yeah. set that precedent, precedent, then everyone's coming out of the woodwork saying, I was also cheated under this. Here's another thing too. We know a lot about this, but like the general person doesn't. And so the general person, like if me and you make a PGA lineup or an MMA lineup today or something, they would go, Oh, you're colluding. 
We're like, no, it's not. It's a that's a that is allowed in the terms and services. We right. can make a lineup together. And then, mm-hmm. and then we're like, well, then what's the, like they don't know the difference between what they're doing, and it's kind of nuanced if you don't know if you don't know DFS that well. The difference right. between me and you may so like now they're going to be like, okay, now everyone's going to think that there's been rampant cheating everywhere because they can't differentiate between these two things. You know, I, I mean, I bet their PR people think about that a little bit. Well, how about this, Brian, as just a thought experiment? You said we're allowed to pull up uh, DraftKings right now, make uh, a lineup together. At what point is what we're doing cheating? If you and I make 150 lineups together on my account, then we change the StreamYard screen share from my DraftKings account to yours, and then we start hand-building 150 lineups together on your account. Is that cheating? Um... I don't think so. I don't know though. I think it's not because we're not coordinating the lineups in 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 a in a way that gives us an advantage. I'm not sure. Uh because it it blurs the lines of right if two people independently 150 max and then just decide on their own accord that they're going to swap action, you know, yeah. whatever, you, you know, that's I think legal or there's no way to enforce that. Right. But then it goes down to the intent. Are we subconsciously or consciously maximizing our win equity through our collective exposure to that process? Or is it because we're flying by the seat of our pants, hand building them right. that it's not actually cheating? Right. Like clearly we would be flying by the seat of our pants. Exactly. It be on video, but it's just, yeah. but I could see where that, yeah, there's nothing just like you said with like the old Doyle Brunson thing where like you can't stop people from swapping action. Right. Well, that's the whole problem that that's happened in the the poker high stakes circuit, right? Because you had all of these like European crushers. There was that German contingent that all swapped action. They also happened to be the group of the best players. And then you wake up at a final table and there's like three of these guys that are all pieced out and swapped together. And then you run into the issues like you were talking about with soft playing and really like questioning the integrity of the play at that final table. Like how could you and I not play against each other differently if we had like million dollars on the line incentive for us both to collectively make it as far as possible. If you, I think if you shrink your example, it is definitely cheating. So if we, if we played a three man and then we made one lineup on your account and then one lineup on my account, uh, that feels like exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I, it just at this evolution of DFS and where it's at in the sites continuing to kind of um, prioritize it less and less. It's like, at this point, how are they going to devote any resources to this, right? They'd rather have a dev spinning up a new contract for DraftKings Trolls profile picture version nine than I think exploring like cheating on did, DFS. Did they ever, and I'm my memory is no, but I could totally be wrong and forgot. Did they ever make a statement on the Burrito Brothers? Because there's a lot of hoopla around them cheating for a long time. I don't know if they ever made a statement like publicly. We looked into Papa Gates and Chipotle Attic. We know they're brothers and they were in that Showtime thing, but they are not cheating based on all the data we've looked at multiple times, anything like that. I don't think they ever did. I don't remember. I feel like that would have been big news. It would also help us have a, a great scene in our Chipotle Brothers documentary that we need to get a million views on YouTube. 
remember that <laughs> right right <laughs> um what was i gonna say there was something oh i was gonna ask from like a strictly of like where the incentives align how much is the rake in the nosebleed three man's worth to DraftKings, right in the same way like 150 maxers are worth a ton to the ecosystem of helping to fill those contests like is this one of those things where DraftKings just shows a blind eye because it's like these guys are giving us thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of dollars in rake every single night oh yeah they're power users yeah those guys are giving millions 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 in rake and that goes back to your chipotle thing right like those are probably two of the most high volume players in the site's history as far as how much money they've turned over on the site like, are they really going to come down hard on like literally pillars of their business model? Mark Lovins the number their number one rate generator. He has to be. Yeah. So then so, the incentives are not properly aligned for DraftKings yeah. to police that. No, but I mean there is there is consequence for reputation, people not playing in three mans and stuff like that. This show, you know, so there is, and and they and they are regulated. As much as that'll do you. But technically, they're supposed to be able to get in trouble if they got if this you know if they were cheating, they'd have to reimburse us. They they reimbursed for the bachelor the the bachelor scandal. They reimbursed yeah. people, so that cost them money. They had to pay out to him too. Who knows how much that cost them? So there are consequences still, but um, certainly it's a big hurdle when it's when it's my fucking Mac Lovin, the guy who's. He must be generating like he he probably pays like fifty million a year in Ray. Wow! It, someone should do the math on that, right? Like you could do it's some simple lot. math on how much volume he's getting down. It's a fucking lot. That might even be low. I hope they personally sent him one of those dirt bikes, Brian. I mean, the guy deserves it. <laughs> Maybe that's what EMT two is doing. He's on a truffle hunting expedition in Italy. <laughs> dirt bike accident. Dude, I would that would be one of the greatest like comeback reveals ever of him just in like a fucking truffle field taking a selfie coming back to Twitter. Uh thanks, DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings just sends him one of every Onyx <laughs> reward to just get him to shut up. <laughs> Keep him quiet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you um, did you put did you put that poll up or no? I didn't because uh, whatever. Uh, I've had some, I got roasted for doing a poll on Monday. Um, uh, cause I just what, I did it wrong. Fun. No, no, yeah. I, I got roasted because of how I did it. I was like, what percentage chance? And I was like, greater than 80, greater than 60. Uh, Granted, uh, everyone's okay. like, this is a shitty poll. And I'm like, I know, but <laughs> it's a lot to do. Uh, here, I let's see. There were some people who were uh, guessing on it. Um, someone said touching grass. Um, Den Den thinks he's watching the show right now with a shit eating grin. Uh, Lou Dog says self exclusion. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, if you're that's Empire a great Nation, way to end a rant. Exactly. Because also, it gets us talking about this sh uh, on the show right now because it's like, what, what happened here? The self exclude is like a Molotov cocktail to the conspiracy theories. Yeah. He, he seems, he seems like he'd rather have a nice little, uh, troll then get like more followers mm -hmm. you know this would get bring him more joy probably fucking with people yeah uh, who knows i don't know his personality so that that go on an epic rant like that and then just boom close your account yeah i mean it is again going back to the thing of what we're asking for i mean there isn't a lot of interesting things going on in the dfs space it's like we have uh, a big t backstabbing hoop and we got empire maker you know, shaking his fist at 
collusion that probably won't ever get what fixed if, or even can. What if Mac Lovin paid some uh some some big uh big boys to knock at his door? <laughs> okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking about like the the mafia getting You closed uh, that fucking involved. Twitter account. Yeah. EM2. Well, that was my thought because I know like some of these big companies, they have connections at Twitter. Um, you know, various contacts there within their marketing. They help corporate accounts get set up with special privileges, all this stuff. And I was like, wouldn't shock me if DraftKings had some good connects high up at Twitter. And we're like, hey, this this breaks your guys' terms and services of, of what you're allowed to say on Twitter. Can you please uh, put this guy in timeout for a little bit? When I first was uh, doing content or whatever, the there was a guy impersonating me and selling lineups. And- I remember that. DraftKings looked into it for me. They actually contacted Twitter and tried to get him shut down. And you can't. Yeah. But that, so, uh, anyways, maybe there is, maybe they do have contacts. I think now I've changed my mind. I think it was hired mafia busting exactly. That's this the most the, likely. This is another scene we're going to need in our Chipotle Brothers doc if we're getting it to a million. Because I think what we're working with right now, the Chipotle Brothers and McLovin just cheating at their computers isn't going to get us to a million views. But if we can get, I don't know, some security cam footage of a couple guys knocking on empire makers, you know, penthouse suite and, and cracking some legs, that's going to do views for us. We could just take one of some, someone that's out there on the internet and just say this, this is EM2. <laughs> no one will know no the difference. <laughs> oh man uh brad says when is hoop coming on lulz look um you know last we left it i had like followed up with him uh multiple times uh before a wednesday or thursday show he said hey still figuring out the legal stuff but i want to come on lulz as soon as i can and i said sounds good i will stop bugging you shoot me a message when you're able to come on lulz so i have stopped bugging hoop but he knows that he has an open invite to come on the show whenever he wants what if they patch it up and then they do a do a show together just ripping on you like, they just, he just cussed me out, dude. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I've just really had a huge redemption arc with Hoop over these past few weeks. So, yeah, that would really hurt. What if, I'd feel back what if that's the reveal? Is is Hoop back with, with Run Pure with the guest host of Empire Maker 2? All a big, wow. big troll. And so, yeah, you reminded me, and I never even watched that episode, but that was back when the Osimo empire maker head-to-head challenge was going on right and awesome came on our show we were you know the state-sponsored media for awesome and rud pure was the state-sponsored media for empire maker is that how that worked yeah we would have had him on yeah i, I know but we would that I'm is like, what happened yes yeah no those are like uh actual federal guidelines that you have to have people on from both parties to be a fair and unbiased news network i believe I disagree with Travis here that uh, I thought that challenge was fun. And um, he had the challenge with, with uh, Rufus that went off the rails. That was fun, even though it went off the rails. I'm coming around on we need to just celebrate Empire Maker because he's the only one stirring up shit in this space right now. Yeah, yeah. F- fine with me. I've got I've got no problem with him. He, other we than we go through all of, all of the hits, right, involving like, uh, drama in the DFS, and I mean, EMG is at the center of most he's, of it. He's been he's been part of drama f- since like 2002. Yeah, like he. I remember there was one. He did a video. He was trying to get on some reality TV show. You ever seen that? No. 
young EM too, when he's like 18, he's like, yo, fucking MTV. This is, <laughs> can someone have that link? If someone has that link, I will definitely, the, the iconic one I've always seen floated around is the, uh, what's what his the, real name? Brad Stevenson or something. <laughs> I don't think so. It's something uh, like that. Yeah. Um, there was the one, it was, was it Tufflefish or Scufflefish or something? The one oh, where the that, guy, like he's playing him heads up and just like loses his mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think he passed away. So, uh, Oh, he did. I think oh, so. Sad. Yeah. Uh, but that, okay. that shit was hilarious. Tough fish. Tough fish. Sorry. That's what I'm thinking about here. Yeah. Here, let me, let me play this one. Blake uh, Evanson. This was, uh, Stevenson. Is- yes, I was right. Okay, there you go. Blake Stevenson, that's it. Yeah, this is Tough Fish versus the M2, right? <laughs> I think he thinks I'm just fooling around. Uh, I think he's got a... And so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to uh, give him about a 950 re-raise here and see if we can't uh, dissuade him from his efforts. <laughs> dissuade him from his knows we're probably going to the, going to the felt with this thing. Okay, if he's got ace ten, he's got it. What can I say? Oh, if he got the club, I'm gonna be so pissed. Oh, you scum! All righty, we got ourselves a pair of nines. Empire Baker in the chat too. You got to wreck LOL. <laughs> we're gonna need another set here to get our money back. Okay, uh, seventy-two. So it's one ninety. Raised to 190. I got a pair. And he doesn't have odds to call unless he's got a better pair. I should have been a poker streamer back in the day. Oh, oh Empire. He's gonna you lose just this screwed yourself up if you if you get in here. Okay, I am going to raise that. Just raise it. That's an interesting raise. If he's drawing, I don't want him Probably to draw a call the right odds. Oh, a, I don't have really a solver handy, but okay. But that's it's stack time. He should push all the way if he wants to play. <laughs> that's good. Oh goddamn! Don't you dare have a damn. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> oh boy! All right, time to uh, time to bag it. That was honestly like some of the the friendliest, most jovial tilt I've ever seen. Ah, oh, shucks. Oh, Better that, hang it up and try again tomorrow. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh my god. I mean, I mean, that was a, that was like a he was behaving. He he yeah. gets crazy in some of them. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to find that where he applied. Oh, I might have found it. Isn't this incredible? There's a few of these videos that have like 160,000 views. Let me see if I find this other one. Okay, I found another one. Maybe this is where he he loses it. Here, here, I think I found I think here. I think I this found one? it. So I'm going to raise this up. This is where I wish they had the uh ultimate bet bet pot button so I know exactly how much to bet. But I think about 75 ought to be sufficient. Let's see. 20 20 30 55 ought to be sufficient. Was that a call on the turn that last hand? Someone tell me if I'm if I was right. That's not gotta good. be poker players watching this. That's even worse. I gotta I gotta have a jack. This sucks. 
This absolutely sucks. I love this guy. Around. I'm going to check around and pray for Jack. God, I love three Hardy people Parker. in here. One of oh. them's probably got a queen. I put, you got, I got 35% rate right back. Free, free right look down, and yeah. hope the hell I got a damn. Uh, okay. He, now he may have a pair of eights or pair of nines. Uh, I love Toughest just like completely ignoring the overcard. Thoroughly. Is he going to jam? He's going to jam on him, obviously. That is about the worst damn card that could come out. Now, he doesn't know if I have a queen. No, no, damn sure make me believe he's got one. Let's see. Show it to me. Oh, Lord have mercy. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. Oh, that hurt. Well, I I read it correctly. He didn't have a queen. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, raise king nine suited under the gun. Um. Not the best hand to raise under the gun, but they've been yelling do at me about limping. So, and I catch a flop. So let's just go ahead and do the continuation bet. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. Uh, and and, uh, Gus over here wants to get cute. Okay, the queen. I think. I you're, I yeah, think the you're queen. Yeah, it's like, that's a quick card. Okay, I'm going to go <laughs> he wasn't ahead. worried about it initially, and then I was worried he about the hand. Okay. Right? Maybe fold the river case. Hey, what am I going to do, Gus? Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and see if he's really got a jack. Oh well, oh, fuck. <laughs> what is he doing? He's tilting. Oh god. Well, that sucks. All right. Well, we had a nice little run for a while. Now I'll rebuy. This is. Uh, I'll do a uh, four seventy-one. That was a good number before. I'll just start off with it again. <laughs> he's, he's superstitious about his buying. Ran into two monsters. Ran into two monsters. Uh, all right, now I got to play this thing that you just yeah, set, play me. This, set this, this up. One. It starts with Andrew Robel, but I think it leads. I, I can't listen to it while you were playing it, but I think it leads into EM2 trying out for some TV show or something. Okay. This is Victory Poker Pro, Andrew Robel, and I'm here to tell Blake Stevenson that he's been selected to the Victory Poker Contest. Full tilt, Pats. Come on, man. You're lucky we chose you, but we'll be flying you out to Las Vegas and we'll see how hard you can really ball. So uh, obviously I'm here for the victory poker uh, video contest and all these people are like, Oh man, I I just want to get better at poker. It's like, no, got to get better at balling. And I think I can bring something to the crew. I've, I've major experience in balling out is evidenced by my diamond watches. You know, it looks like you right after your Onyx rewards that is is signed up for the contest. (laughs) I sleep in a bed you know hundreds of thousands of dollars usually with naked women i have the i have the wardrobe already you know pretty much just living the life and unlike these dorks i can i can actually contribute something to victory poker and probably make it a cooler group all around so uh thanks for your time and hopefully i win oh oh man too good that did have like auditioning to be on the bachelor energy when you were in high school, you know, <laughs> I remember it being better. I remember it being I know. Cringier, but... that, no, that, that scratched the itch for me there. Um, incredible stuff. Incredible. Um, maybe, maybe we just need to start doing shows where um, we just start curating um, old school poker and DFS videos to, uh, to watch. Cause that was very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> 
I want to, I did want to talk uh, a little bit about the best ball mania for price structure. Cause that was dropped okay. last week. I don't know about in your neck of the woods on your for you page, if you're still just getting like, you know, beat down videos pushed to you. But on my Twitter page yesterday, this was the talk of the town. What were your initial reactions to this price structure? I, I, I'm so used to top heavy uh, GPPs. It did not bother me in the slightest. They stuck with a season payout, um, but lowered it. I think that's fair compromise. I wanted no season payout, but whatever. Fine, I'm fine with it. It did make me laugh too, where I was thinking, and obviously best ball is essentially one DFS slate um, over a long period of time, but it's like, it was like, have these people never played the, uh, the millionaire maker before? That's always a million to first and a hundred thousand to second. It was like, I think it, it was just interesting to see the level of nitpicking with this relative to other top heavy prizes that are just ubiquitous across the space. Yeah. <clears throat> Really quick, just so people uh, maybe wasn't clear in that video. The second guy with the frosted tips was EM two. Okay? Oh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah like, I mean they didn't apparently okay. didn't know. So like, what what can we do here? Take like five hundred k from first place and spread yeah. it out, maybe. Yeah, I think that's that's the big the biggest legitimate criticism I've seen is that like you do two and a half million and then you make it so you know tenth place isn't um you know what one one hundredth of a first like that, that stings. Um, yeah, third place stings too there. The, the, the reason, Big the drop. thing I, I like the most about it and is because I've already seen the chatter online of like, I've literally seen people say week 17 doesn't matter. They've said, Oh, these are the other weeks. And I think the goal that I wanted out of this was to throw people off the scent of optimizing for the playoffs. And I believe that has successfully happened because people have already started to fall in love with this 10x min cash here for the top 10,000 lineups in the regular season. But when we do the EV counts, it's still going to be heavily tilted to two thirds of all the prize money is won in week 17. And you don't get a scaled benefit from having a better team if you're 1,000th in the regular season versus 10,000. So I don't know. I think the way that this has already confused people into thinking they want to optimize for this and not week 17 is exactly what I was hoping for. Hmm. And that that's way different than last year, that 10,250 thing. Last year, they had 1 million to the first place in the regular season, nothing else. So 10% oh. of the prize pool to regular season, one person. And now hmm. it's 33% to 10,000 entries. You know, if they're if they're hell bent on doing regular season prizes, I would rather do like a super super flat structure, yeah, like first fifty k to first or something, mm -hmm. and like you're giving out a thousand to somebody who's like top couple thousand, like because yeah. it's 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 not fun unless like it's not that fun unless you're one of the lucky last hundred or two in the last two weeks of the regular season, yeah, because it's not like you could come back after week whatever no. 13 or something so it's it's a real boring sweat oh we've went over this before but it i think it would be all right if it was like listen if you have a really good lineup you're going to make some money like you might not yes. get first but like and just just lower it all the way down maybe even 10 grand something really low and just make it super flat and like you get like everyone gets 
two grand, three grand or something. If you get like a top X lineup. Well, and I think too, you know, one of the things I always harp on is, and I remember seeing so much of this last year um, as the season was ending and everyone's like, I maxed the puppy. I maxed BBM three and I had a negative ROI and it's like, no fucking shit. Like you're playing a lotto. And unless you're like the best best ball player in the world, and even then you could be, you're still not going to be able to realize your edge, play the smaller contest if you're trying to push your edge. And so I understand that part frustrates me, but I do like this idea of, I think who this benefits is people who aren't 150 maxers, because it's still going to be really hard to have an ROI as a 150 maxer, um, you know, eclipsing 3K you know, on your max entry. I mean, that's even, you got to finish like top 200 just to even get to week, the week 17 finals, which is going to be very, very hard in a 600,000 plus contest. But I do think it helps the people who are firing anywhere from say like 10 to 30 entries. It now gives them a much better chance to have a profitable year in BBM because that 10 X on your regular season for finishing 10,000, I think will help boost ROIs for the smaller entry players. And there'll be more people who walk away from BBM three as profitable this year than there was last year. Yeah. I wonder if they, how much they take that into account where you don't want your players just burning through money. So if like you can give them some EV back, you won't have accounts get run through and dried up so quickly mm-hmm. because the top heavy payout structure. I wonder if that's one of the reasons they they're adding this to it. Kind of makes sense to me. I don't know what all their, their logic and goals are. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's a kick in the nuts. I think either way, like if you take yeah. uh, if you take four hundred in the BBM, you get a grand. It's like, or yeah, like four hundred first. Sorry. Yeah, and it's like oh my god, I made it all the way here for a thousand. Ugh. Yeah. No, I and but that's like like you said, like how many times have you experienced that in a DraftKings millionaire maker where you talk a lot about how your ROI on a year or in a season is going to be fully determined by finishing first versus finishing fourth. Oh yeah. Even like you Super have to be get, you have to be getting first. Yep. Baseball is right right now is like a huge example. Like if you if you get if you if you get sixth at this point, it's so top heavy. If you get sixth, you still might not even profit on a one fifty. Depending on you probably profit six, you'll probably get a little bit of money back. Yeah. On your 150, unless you're playing some donkey strategy with like the exact same lineup 150 times. And so you take sixth, eighth, ninth, tenth, or whatever. But um uh uh yeah, it's it's you have to take first. There's so much there's so much luck. I mean, Dan's in the chat, so like I know he says it all the time, and I agree with him. It's, I mean, he said it on the show, like it's, it's almost completely random at that, at that point, 100%. whether you win or not against 441 other lineups. And the, the other thing that I really like about this structure, and again, it, I do, obviously I'm biased as a hashtag investor, influencer, Karain co-hoster, uh, yada, yada. But I do love that the finals is smaller this year uh, than it was last year. Cause like a big thing that I didn't want to happen is like, if you fucking make it to the final week and you have a legit chance at 3 million, but you're looking around the room and there's a thousand other entries like that sucks. You did the hardest thing possible. And now you're just in another advanced lotto. Like now to have it, I believe it's 440. Like you can still wake up on that morning of week 17 and be like, I have a chance to win, to become a fucking millionaire. And it's like a pretty real, like realistic chance within the scope of the entire contest. Um, And so to me that, 
is a cool thing. Whereas I think like the DraftKings one that had a thousand person final, it's like, I wouldn't even be excited waking up to that final. I'd be like, no, I have no fucking chance. At least with 440, it, you can tell yourself a story. Sure. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four. You could win 440. You can win 440. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a lot easier than 30,000. Yeah. But um, I do, I do think yeah. like if you're not thinking about this contest in the same way you do the Millie Maker, where you are doing scratch offs to try to become a multimillionaire, then like you're thinking about this wrong. Like if you're nitpicking this tournament because you were hoping for this to be a place for you to grind out a small ROI and an edge, like you're, you're already thinking about this completely wrong. Yeah. They need it's that that's kind of a flaw. I dare I say in best ball, uh, although it's very fun is, you know, you want, how many tournaments do you even get three, four five worth, you know, playing. Mm-hmm. for the foot for the season long anyways mm-hmm. and then they hold it for f- your money for four months or six months or whatever it is yeah uh that's kind of tough tough way to gamble for a for for, for a living but i guess that also has the flip side benefit of you're not gonna get a lot of pros who who spend tons of time because yes Although I guess they do do a lot of their their single their single day stuff is really picking up steam so it's only a matter of time. Whenever there's this much money, it's only a matter of time before you get smart people and cheaters. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> it's um, true. One other one other fun thing that I've been told about it this year um, is there's going to be more of a sweat element to the regular season. Obviously, things get very fixed as you get to week 12, week 13. You know That's why people don't want just a complete rotisserie style tournament. But I've been told there's going to be more of a leaderboard this year. I mean, last year they were basically posting a screenshot of the top 500 and people were control effing just to see if their name was there. This year, I think there's going to be, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of school, but some kind of real-time leaderboard for people to check. And so I think what I saw just from how people were sweating their teams, people fucking love just saying, am I on this leaderboard? Oh, this team has a big day. Am I now cracking the top 500? Oh, I'm in 30th place right now. That's 7,500. That's two max entries in a row of this contest. Like, I think it will allow sweating the regular season in a, in a more enjoyable way. That's that's a good idea. I hope they do do that. that yeah. That would help. Because think about last year. You could probably look – because I did, what, 51 teams in the in the BBM3. Last year. And, yeah, which is which is a lot of time for me. You for know you, I mean? yeah. And and uh, but probably by week five, I wasn't winning that milli in the yeah. regular season. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like in the end, there's no board to even to even look. But like guys, what happened last year is guys would post on Twitter, like here yeah. my score is seven seventy two. Who's who can beat that? Just so we have some general idea, and then I'll look at mine like ah six twenty five. Well, I guess I'm dead. You know, I'm making yeah. up numbers, but you get the idea. Like it, it was it was same thing we said before. We were hoping they would get rid of it. It's whatever. It's fine, I guess. You know, actually, you know what would be cool is if they did. They paid this out at week six, and then another one from seven to or whatever the the middle is seven More to twelve. Rolling. I don't know what. It yeah, is. fourteen. Seven to fourteen. Yeah. The uh, uh, that would be the cool. other one. I won't. I won't tip this one too much, but I do know that there is another new uh, tournament format coming 
this year. I don't know when they plan to launch it, but I think it's going to be very, very interesting and very, very fun and also very interesting to DFS players um, as well. I will That will be the extent of my tease because I don't want to get too far out over my skis here, but I do know there are more contests coming, some unique new puzzles to solve. And I also do hope that we just have a lot more of the high stakes ones. You know, I, I enjoyed on Lowell's, Brian, when we would do our what was it? The big dogs or the bulldogs and stuff like that. And you just have a much more realistic chance of realizing your edge in those higher buy and smaller contest fields. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what are your plans for the draft tonight? Oh, to not watch it. Wow. What a <laughs> big, big night for your Chicago bears, Brian. I remember in college, I would like run out to my car to like I listen did. to drafts, you know, like when I had class. Yeah. And yeah. I had to, or, uh, uh, be there or do something, you know what I mean? And, uh, now I do not care. Um, it's also kind of slow. They're going to speed those picks up. Cause it isn't is. today just round one. Today is just round one. I do agree. It's slow. Although I will say the way I watch the draft, like when, so I'll be doing a couple streams tonight. We're doing one over on fantasy life and over on ship chasing. I don't even pull up the broadcast, Brian. I'll just have TweetDeck open. And like the rumors from the reporters and like the memes and the shit posting, like that's what I'm watching. And that I'm getting like a steady drip of entertainment versus if you're watching the broadcast, it's fucking dull as hell. Yeah. It's it's not, you know, 1998 anymore. Like we yeah. we don't have to get all our info from Peter Gammons and Mel Kuyper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh this would certainly be a way to make it interesting, a bong rip for every pick. Actually, right after this show ends, I am heading to the liquor store. I need to load up on Modelo's yeah. uh, for tonight. Yeah. I mean, now you're now you're changing things. Like if I was drinking with buddies and bullshitting, <laughs> and like, yes, the drafts sound pretty fucking fun, which I would, which I would do still. Like if, if my buddy's like, let's do a draft day, I'm like, sure, that'd be fun. But just yeah. sitting here watching the ESPN coverage, mm, probably not gonna happen. I, I will definitely see who the Bears take because I'm number one super fan. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it is. I, I of course I see on Twitter with all the QBs and stuff. It does that is interesting. Uh, CJ Stroud getting an eighteen percent on his S two score is hilarious. <laughs> I like what's so wild is how I do not remember talking about S two scores at all last year. Like this, this like took over like the the quarterback discourse this year in a way I had never seen before. And maybe, maybe they've, I don't know if they were, were they even introduced last year? Do you remember them previously? I don't know, but the, uh, the, the QB like top five, has that ever happened? One, two, three, four, five, all QBs. I, I doubt so. it. I'm not I saying that's going to happen, but. Yeah. The, uh, I, yeah. I, I, and I think, cause what, like the wonder, like test essentially got canceled and it's just been replaced by S2 stuff is now viewed as like more actionable for the teams good i i love yeah. that stuff yeah <laughs> i mean uh what's his name uh bryce uh who's the number one qb very debatable but bryce young yeah bryce young yeah like 98 percent. yeah i imagine that i imagine that stuff matters yeah was there is there any data on wonderlick scores for qbs like like back tested for how um that's a very good question um i just know like anecdotally you always hear about like the outlier ones yeah what was like, jamarcus russell's 
S2 score. I think it was like, yeah. Oh, S2 score. Yeah. I don't know. Have Jamarcus um, Russell take it now. I'd watch that. Yeah. Wasn't it like the Wonderlick was like vaguely racist or something too? Like there was, it was problematic in some way that I don't yeah. remember now. Everything's racist. Yeah. Pete. Yeah. Um, there it is. The collective bargaining agreement limits where the test can be administered. Um, that was a new one, I think, with the S2. But yeah. Well, and it's been fascinating, right? Because like Stroud, like S2 has drove like even betting markets because Stroud forever was like a consensus top two, top three pick. And then it was like, Oh, he, he performed poorly. And Will Levis, who most considered to be a far inferior prospect is now like shooting up past him because he had better S2 scores. And now everyone's spooked about Stroud. And it's like this S2 data point is sure, sure. Driving a lot of shit. (laughs) I mean, if, if, can you be, Good, a good QP if you're just a complete idiot. Let's let, let's leave these guys aside for a second, just in general. I think, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Pro- probably. It's not like it's not like these guys are rocket scientists, are they? You know, Steve Young. Does he seem that smart? No. Even a guy like fucking John Elway, man. Like I never just got the, got the feeling that John Elway was the uh, the sharpest tool. To yeah. Play. Yes. Is Joe Theismann? You know. No. Writing code in his spare time. Well, maybe with Chat GPT now, he's uh, accelerated what he could do. I want to kiss you, Chat GPT. <laughs> uh, kissing Susie Colbert. Uh, that's a deep cut. Um, all right. I got to run. Hope you guys all enjoy uh, the draft tonight. I will uh, be streaming, like I said, um, over on the Ship Chasing channel and the Fantasy Life live stream. Honestly, close your eyes, throw a rock on the internet or on YouTube, and you will be able to find many fantasy uh, draft streams tonight. Uh, Brian was just telling me, he's like, we've been harping about uh, live streaming during events forever, and now it's uh, everyone's doing it. Yeah, good. They're wising up. No one's watching that legacy bullshit anymore. Gotta make some content out there. I love it. I won't be watching it, but I'll, I'll probably tune in to ship chasing that when when you when you pop when are you popping on there? I'll probably be over there around nine to nine thirty. Um, Eastern. And okay. You, it strikes me, Brian. You you will probably want to tune in as late as possible because it'll get progressively more sloppy uh, as the drinks progress. I'll turn. I'm going to turn in for the Bears pick. <laughs> there you go, Brian. Brian's going to be like rage typing. Look, you don't like this pick for the Bears. This is the best thing for our <laughs> franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, continue open offer to EM2 and Hoop to come on the show. Um, someone get our guy Nerdy Tenor, the CSVs of these three men, so he can do a data deep dive. And uh, hope you all have a wonderful draft weekend. Audio will go up shortly. Anything else on your end, Brian? No, sir. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you guys next Thursday. As always, 1.30 p.m. Eastern here on the channel. For Brian, I'm Pete. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.